The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy and Specialist Games podcast. I'm here today with Austin and Steven, and we're going to be talking Adeptus Titanicus Crucible of Retribution Part 2. Yeah, we are. But not right away. Nope, not right away. Not right away, because we have something, dare I say, bigger to talk about than the book we've forgotten to mention for six months. What could possibly be bigger than, <clears throat> like, I don't know, a Warlord Titan? Well, you'd think, and yet there is. It's the War Master. Nani? The long awaited. Turns out it's not an Imperator, although I wish it was. I can only continue to mock those that thought this was going to be an Imperator. That was never going to happen. There's too many other random designs. And I love this. I don't know if you've seen the picture, listener, uh, that this is based off of, but it's actually based off of a like a rogue trader. An old era, Jess Goodwin sketch. Jess yeah. Goodwin sketch. Uh, and it just is that Titan, and it makes me mm -hmm. so happy. Yeah. It's uh, it's in the Codex Titanicus uh, mm -hmm. rule book. Yeah, the original. The original. Yeah, the kind that well, came with a slip cover and two books inside of it. <laughs> oh. uh, Mind-blowing. Still no idea how much that thing is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of how much that thing is, digging deep into this... Uh, we 850 points Ooh, for the Titan. For the Titan. Yeah. Zero weapons included in that. Uh, if you start adding weapons to it, so it's got, uh, and this is interesting. So it's got the left arm, right arm that we would expect. It's mm -hmm. got a carapace weapon that we would expect. And then a left shoulder and a right shoulder weapon. And at least at this point, there's no indicator that, that, has, that that's like a paired thing, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like on a warlord, you've got the two, like, Physical weapons on the model. Yeah, but they but count it's as just one weapon. Something. Yeah. Not so uh, the War Master. Yeah, you're right. Um, which ought to be interesting putting that thing together. Because all of its left shoulder, left and right shoulder weapons are essentially uh, Warhound and Reaver guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's not everything the Warhound can take can be mounted on the shoulder. It can take Melta cannons, and it can take Apocalypse missile launchers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for those of you wondering, so we've got 850 for the basic weapon. Uh, the carapace weapon, uh, one of them that I'm just kind of grabbing at random, is 50 points. So that brings you up to 900. Uh, if you do double those plasma guns it has that we'll talk about in a second, that's another 140 for two of those, uh, which brings us up to... 11, like 1,040 points, Ooh. right? And then you have the shoulder weapons, which are between 10 points for the missile array, so another 20 points on top of that, or you can put plasma blast guns on it, or the most expensive, is another 40 points a piece. <sighs> that is insane. So you can have an 1,100-point <laughs> Titan Singular uh, in this engine. Except no substitutes, it will cause you to have a bad day. Mm. Well, unless you, I guess, Tokyo Drift 2 or 3 Warhounds behind it and just chase it all day. And I will. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it is my dearest hope to bring this down either by 
Warhound Fire or with my knight, my knight list. 1,100 points with weapons, uh, not unreasonable, and 1,000 is probably as cheap as you can get it, would be my guess, about 1,000 points. So you can't even play it in skirmish-level games. Uh, it's just too big. I mean, I guess you could if it was the only thing you brought. You very specifically can't bring it as the only thing because yeah, of the auxiliary Titan has. special rule. Yep. Uh, it can include a maximum of one as reinforcements per Titan maniple in the battle group. So right now, you would have to bring something like a looper call light, mm -hmm. which is what? 180 for a Warhound? I do all of my math of the day of the game. I mean, so. fair. Um, yeah, I want to say it's like 210 for a Warhound, roughly. Yeah, once all the gubbins have been so attached. So in a 2,000-point game, or like a, in a 1750, you might be able to squeeze one in. Maybe. Maybe. No knights. It's going to have to be bare bones Warhounds. If you have Legion upgrades, you yeah, probably won't be able to It's like three, three hot dogs or somebody with a Mega Bolter or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you can get a friend maker in there. <laughs> and a then friend maker <laughs> is a plasma gun and a mega bolter for those of you who are <laughs> not true. familiar with our <laughs> local parlance on Warhound armaments. They'll make you friends in 40k and 30k games. Uh, in AT, that's kind of the, the combat standard for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And then hot dogs are, of course, any hound with, uh, Two inferno guns, double yep. flamers. It's delightful. So yeah, this is not a this is not an engine for small games, uh, and rightly so. Or small wallets. Oof. Or small wallets. Did they say how much it is? It it's. I mean, so a a warlord is one hundred and ten dollars, mm -hmm. right? So I would expect the warmaster to hit at least one hundred and fifty. What's a knight? Like a forty k knight? One hundred and eighty. That seems about right. One. Uh, Standard, I think, is well, it probably increased since the last time I bought a GW Knight, but it probably is. I think I remember 150, it's probably 180 by it's now. It's been six months, yeah. <laughs> well, because they put that extra sprue in there that's got the the fist and the Gatling cannon and stuff yeah. like that. So it's so it's more yeah, money for your buy. I wouldn't surprise me if this is in the one, certainly the 150 range. Like, it's not going to be less than that, would be my guess. Um, but it is a big girl, a mm -hmm. big, yep, yep. angry, delightful girl. Yep. Can't About, wait to see one in the wild. You're going to see one as soon as it drops because I'm going to buy it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know my lust for Titans is strong. You know, it moves at about the same speed as a Warlord. Yep. Uh, three up Ballista skill, five up weapon skill. Funnily enough, if you push the reactor, it can turn more times than a standard Warlord can. Yeah. One in three as opposed to one in two. Yeah. And that same three up command. And it has uh. six... Servitor clades, which is just <laughs> obscene. So dumb. Six servitor clades on top of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shields. Yeah, and a you know commensurately long eight reactor track. Uh, yeah, uh, which granted you're gonna have four, four or five weapons. So if you start having draining yeah. or maximal fire on mm -hmm. those, it's gonna need it. Yeah, except that it doesn't take. Bigger hits to the body, like it's still going to be strength nine if you start overheating. Yeah, and it's uh, and the body has an armor value of thirteen. <laughs> yeah, the for body a direct hit starts at thirteen. 
So even if you do overload your reactor and you take that strength nine, there's still a 50-50 chance that it's just not going to care. Yeah, you as long as you don't accidentally lose your shields doing it, uh, you'll be fine. But I think the coolest thing about this Titan from a like gameplay perspective is that its critical track is up to four Yep. Uh, instead of the three, which means you need to do five critical hits to kill the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has six servitor clades. Oh boy. It's just, <laughs> so you uh, really need to do that all at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, to say nothing of, uh, stuff that you could add onto it via, you know, crusading legios. Oh yeah. No, or, I was, I was Damasium, which we'll get to. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you can't throw it in a maniple, which is the one nice thing. No, but like, but if you do crusading legios, right, you do a traitor legio, you do buy plaything of the gods. Oh, every we're, turn. We're going to talk about the Unbroken Lords and one of these. Yeah. Because uh, it's real distressing <laughs> if you're not the Unbroken Lords. Yeah. Um, but there's it, just out of the box, it's already a, a tough nut to crack. Mm-hmm. And applying Legion rules are only going to make it harder. Yeah. And like some of these weapons that the damn thing has. So the the basic weapon is the Caesarian class plasma destructor. I say basic because that's what its arms are equipped with in the pictures. Mm -hmm. 70 points, uh, short range of 16, which gives you plus one accuracy, long of 30, which is already like nice for a plasma weapon. Uh, Three dice strength 11. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, And then you can make it fusion and give it maximal fire. uh, And it only gets disabled on a 12 up, which is just extra dickery. So looking at traits, fusion draining is is in parentheses, do you apply draining to get fusion? Yes. Ah. Oh, boy. Plus maximal fire, which adds, what, another two? Yeah. Yeah. So it hits at strength 13 fusion if you really want to ram that reactor up into the orange. Yeah. Are you fighting an enemy warlord? Do you not want to? <laughs> boy, do I have the gun for you. Yeah. Oh, boy. But honestly, it's that weapon disabled on a 12 that gets me. Like, yeah. I expect the weapons to be sort of like these OP ridiculousness. But uh, something that I've started to rely on now that I've been playing more Night Houses is just disabling enemy weapons. And then piling the hits onto them. Yeah. Well, not even piling the hits on it, but just like, oh, you've got a warlord? Adorable. Neither of your gun arms work. I'm under your carapace weapon. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what are you going to do about it? Nothing, because you're big and dumb. <laughs> and then next turn, I sneak around behind you and slaughter you. Mm-hmm. With this thing, it gets hard to hit like a 12 up, you know? Yeah. With, with the sort of weapons that you'd want to do it with. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not great. Yeah. One of the, one of the, uh, I'm looking at it and, and thinking, you know, one of the only things that's going to save you against a war master is that you can't put a princeps seniors in it. So it cannot benefit from uh, personal traits, which is nice because... Because yeah, Jesus. Because playing in Furnace, right, one of mine is Butcher. I can reroll once to hit. Yeah. Uh, so with two of these plasma destructors using Butcher on that, that's six strength 13 hits practically for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Yeah, and then uh, let's see, the carapace weapon they've talked about is the Revelator Missile Launcher, uh, which is that super frustrating straight-ahead arc that'll get people that aren't paying attention. Like, it's not the standard 45 degrees. Uh, Short range of 24, long of 48, 
get an accuracy bonus at long range. So that's the table, right? Yeah. Uh, three dice, strength eight. Fine, fine. Uh, it's a carapace weapon. It's concussive limited four ordnance, which is an interesting way to do things because you can bat people around and it's got ordnance to ensure you do some sort of damage. Limited four is just a little weird. Like I've never seen, like, you know, all the other weapons are like limited one. Well, I mean, it, it, if you've seen a picture of it, it's a big rotary missile launcher, uh, kind of like set into the set between the shoulders. Yeah, it's cool. It, yeah, well, I guess. I mean, but what I I was looking around earlier, I didn't see it. Um, in the Crusading Legion rules, there's a piece of war gear you can buy for a legio that takes corridor arc uh, firing arcs and makes them into the 45 degree arc that that yeah yeah weapon yeah. limbs have. But what I was wondering was, uh, is that for scale? big or bigger or is it only for warlords and warbringers because mm. i don't remember what the wording on it is but if you put it on a war master <laughs> right congratulations yeah. revelators yeah, I, for days i don't know what the wording on that is either enough for the uh, storm like it specifically calls out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for and my book is way over there i know I, that's uh, that's why i couldn't see it poor poor planning poor planning on our part yeah uh, but there's some some other standard fun that you can stick into what looks like those armpit guns. Like the, sh- it's called a shoulder. It looks like an armpit gun. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, if it's mounted under the shoulder, it's an armpit. Yeah. Can I carry all these weapons? <laughs> yeah, and it just looks like a warhound, like a, a reefer gun. Sure. Yeah. That it can stick in there. It's just carrying warhounds under its arms. Yeah. So you can get the turbo laser destructor, the mega bolter, the melta cannon, the plasma blast gun from a warhound, apocalypse missile array, uh, an inferno gun. Hilariously. Like, I feel like all the, <laughs> all the range of that is just angling it down. Right? Yeah. So what I was wondering, or another thing I was wondering, because with, uh, reavers and war masters and warlords, if you are within a certain distance from it, if you're within the distance equal to its scale and you're smaller than it, it can't hit you with carapace guns mm-hmm. because, you know, you can't depress them far enough. But given the way that Warmaster's shoulder weapons are mounted and their f- supposed traverse arc, I'm wondering and hoping for the sake of the Titan, because it's so big. Yeah. Um, being able to shoot smaller stuff coming up. Being able close. to shoot smaller yeah. stuff because it can aim down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is scale 12. So whatever you put on that carapace has a minimum range of 12 inches, essentially. <laughs> but then, you know, because it has the Inferno gun, and even if you're running Infernus, the Inferno gun only has a 10-inch range. Mm-hmm. So it has to be able to fire down. I would imagine so. Yeah. I would imagine so. Which is just great, because Melta cannons? <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> You've got two of them, and that's not even the nastiest thing it has. It's ridiculous. Uh, it also has two uh, a fun extra thing that we haven't seen before: the ancillary reactor system, Ooh, which uh. gives you some fun random shit uh, for bonuses for your Titan. There's two types that have been revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is the plasmatic locomotor. A Titan with this upgrade increases its default and boosted movement characteristic by one. However, after declaring power to locomotors or power to stabilizers, it suffers a minus two modifier to all hit rolls for attacks made by the Titan with a weapon without the melee trait until the end of the round. Which means it's got to be getting melee weapons. Well, 
I'm not sure. I mean, I would like I would like to see it get like one of those old school like wrecking balls or something yeah. crazy like that. But this is obviously what that special location on the mm -hmm. hit die is. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we'll be seeing other engines with this ancillary reactor system. Well, I don't know that it's the special because the shoulder weapons on its command terminal are listed as special, but its carapace and its ancillary reactor are not. So I don't think you can actually disable this. Huh. But yeah, then how the hell would you disable the carapace weapon then? I mean, you can hit the carapace the same way you can hit the carapace on a, uh, on a warlord or on a reaver. But apparently, if the special location on the die is reserved for shoulder weapons in this particular instance, and the ancillary reactor doesn't have the special thing, That's a fair point. I don't imagine that yeah. you'd be able to, to hit it and disable it. Uh, all right, fair enough. Unless yeah. they make it another yeah. gun, I don't know. <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, so yeah, your other one is the infusive supercoolant. When activated in the damage control phase, a Titan may engage this reactor system. If they do, until the end of the round, the Titan can vent plasma on a two-up instead of a four-up. <laughs> At the end of the round, flip the card, the reactor system is disabled and has no effect for the remainder of the battle. Mm. Ooh, boy. Okay. One use only. Yeah. But I mean, it's got that huge track. It, it yeah. really... You can just be reckless with that. And then, oh hey, time to time to flip the switch. Yeah, it, it, all. it really depends on how how you're kitting out your war master. Like mm -hmm. if you're doing a lot of the maximal fire plasma with the draining and all that. Like between these two, even regardless of loadout, I still feel like the super coolant would be the better pick. Yeah, right off and that, that one inch you get. Yeah, the one inch plus the negative two. Only if you declare. Only if you declare power to stabilize. Power to stabilizers or power to locomotors. But I know this game, it is a game of inches, but yeah, when you've got a, a gun platform for a Titan. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a... But again, it, it depends on the weapons you're giving it, right? Like, if it does get that friggin' power fist at some point, you're going to want that extra inch of movement. So it's got 120 inches on the Apocalypse missile. It's got 32 inches on the turbo lasers. 48 inches on the Revelator missile launcher, like, there's a decent chance, especially right out of the box, until you find out what other things come mm -hmm. with it, um, it's probably going to sit back and just be flinging firepower downfield. You're and not wrong. There's, I, I, I just can't think of a reason to uh, be moving it so much, other than maybe hounds are on you, but at that point, uh, that point is that one inch spin. really going to... Yeah, yeah, you want the spin and the negative two. You just, you're still not going to hit them. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm I'm torn. Like I love the look of this engine. I very much want one. I'm not sure if it could take, like, if it could make its points back in a game. It would have unless to... it was fighting like a Myrmidon Manipole. You know, because if I bring four hounds or four reavers, right. Is it going to be able to kill them before they get close enough to ruin its day? Oh, you know, it just occurred to me with Auxiliary Titan. Mm. Nighthouses can't bring it for support. Yeah. Because they can't mm -hmm. bring a maniple. Yeah. I bet it can ruin knights, though. Oh, well, yeah. If you give it a split fire order, say uh -huh. goodbye to your lance. <laughs> yep. Just yep. one for you, one for you. Everybody on the internet talking about those profies being OP. Not with one of these on the table, I tell you what. <laughs> profies. Derisive mustache snort. You don't have a mustache. No, but you do. There we go. 
I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about in terms of your legion and wondering if you got it, would you switch a Leifer and Volvent, your warlord, which you usually bring in place of one war hound? Would you just bring another hound in her place and use the points to bring a war master and just make a bigger gun uh, platform? Honestly, uh, this Titan would not belong to that Legio because the, the fluff of the Legio is that their only like heavy combat engine is a Leia Ferrum Volvent. Oh, that is it. Go. They're a light Legio. Um, so yeah, no, they, they will, you will not see one of these uh, in the Legio fight in Scullers. Would you paint it a different color and just bring it as an auxiliary Titan? Well, until you ruined my day, I had thought about bringing it as an auxiliary Titan for my night house mm -hmm. and doing it as just like a massive a shrine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as you point out, they don't have any maniples. So <laughs> well, I now need to rethink my life. <laughs> well, so they can bring Titans as support elements in the same way that a Titan Legio can bring Knights as support elements. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember if the only thing stopping you from, no, you're shaking your head mm -hmm. and no maniples, only Titans. Yep. Womp, 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 womp. Yep, such is the suffering. Well, I mean, night it's houses. It's what you get for being the best army in the game. I've never had a problem with night houses. There you go. <laughs> Same. Bring, bring more maximal fire plasma, guys. And I will. And he does. It's great. Yeah, I'm going to get one. I, I'm going to paint it up in Legio and Furnace. And again, it's going to be awesome. I still want one. <laughs> I now just don't know what to do. Demacium. Is it? Ah, God, they're good. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah we'll get I, there. We'll get there. Uh, speaking of which, do we want to go there? Let's go there. Yeah, let's right. just start. You want to start with Demosium since we've mentioned no, it? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll do it in the correct order. All we'll right. do it in the correct order. Okay, everyone's a stickler for structure. Who's Hey, our tens of fans expect structure. Do they? Have you spoken to them? Do you know? The two of them that I know exist. Mm. <laughs> One of them at least. Okay. Well, Actually, that's a lie. None of them care. All right. Well, what page are we starting on? Uh, we are starting, dear listeners, in page 44 of Crucible of Retribution uh, with the Legio Leniascara, the Impalers. Mm. Sounds, sounds freaky. I'm into Get it. Get it freaky. Freaky time. Jesus. Glad that we have so many <laughs> segment theme songs for our Titan-related material. Yeah, uh, no longer need to really do uh, remember the Titans anymore because of just the sheer stupid rate they've been putting out in books. There's too many. Can't keep yeah, up. Yeah, I can't do it. I, I tried. I'm just going to have to redo some of the Titan Legions that I've done. They're making new Titan Legions. Also, all of exist. those remember the Titans. Invalid. Wrong uh, yeah. Drone Titan rules. Yep. Yep. Mm. Maybe one day. Mm. I'll yep. probably do it again, but more towards uh, like specific types of maniples. Like, hey, you want to build a melee legion? Here's how you do it. Mm. Punch it, punch it. Yep. Smack okay. everything in the head. All right. Yep. Anyway. Any Ascara, the Impalers. Who wants to start it? Austin's got a book. All right. Well, I'll. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I got. I'll, uh, I'll start copy. then. That works. I think there's four of these, and I am certainly wanting to talk about the last one. So okay. I'll, I will be first and last and only. Um, this is the Austin show now. <laughs> We're here. Uh, so the Impalers 
uh, have two Legio traits and a Legio specific stratagem and a piece of war gear, which is kind of the standard layout. Uh, their first trait is direct measures. Subtlety is not a concept that exists within the minds of those who serve Legio Leniascara. Instead, the Impalers bring the fight to their foe, hunting them down wherever they might hide. Once per round, a single Legio Leniascara Titan can move using their boosted speed value without needing to push their reactor. Ooh, yes. delightful. Ooh, yes, once per round. Delightful. Uh. Wow. Yeah, once per round. Yeah. It, it just, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, there are so many times where, like, you, you almost always want at least one of your Titans to be going somewhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Trying to make a flanking maneuver or anything. Yeah. Yep. Or like, hey, you know, I just, shit, I don't want to push the reactor to yeah. do it. Yeah. Like, how Gotta get ta- behind that cover. Yeah. How yeah. many times have I caught my hounds on fire unto death <laughs> trying to push it for speed? At least every game. At least every game. I don't think you've game. played a game where it hasn't happened yet. We run hot, uh, but this makes it a little bit better for you. So I, I like this one. It's a solid all-rounder. You're going to use it every game, uh, and it'll probably probably do some good work. Yeah. Uh, so the next Legio trait is bullish. I was going to make a stock market joke there, but I don't know the difference. So <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> to I, the moon! I, I put no money into... Uh, Bears are bad. Bulls are good. I put no money into games... <laughs> GameStop, and it shows. <clears throat> uh, beneath the caustic steez of their homeworld, Impaler Titans were often forced to fight their prey face-to-face, leading to a culture of direct conflict far beyond that of most other Titan legions. They just really like killing. They're just all about beating people to death where they can watch the lights go out of their eyes. Not for nothing, but they're called the Impalers, right? They're not called <laughs> the Fuzzy Huggers. Yeah, they're not the long-range snipers, yeah. right? <laughs> Legio, kill him from over there. Nah. <laughs> uh, so when making attacks as part of a charge order, a Legio Leniascara Titan may make a smash attack in addition to any other attack it makes. Mm, so good. Steven may need a moment. That's, <clears throat> boy. So as someone who runs a melee Legio, uh, a lot of times I will get a charge off and I'll get in there and I'll get a good number of hits. But as is often the case, you know, I'll miss a few. I'll roll a couple of ones on the armor pen. Um, and I'll do some good damage, but not enough to cripple or kill the target. Mm-hmm. And if I could just follow up with a smash attack at strength eight, like most of, because I always run Reavers, uh, which again, you can call to wherever it is you've already hurt and just keep piling on the damage. Mm-hmm. If you didn't kill them with your close combat weapon, you might be able to get a, an easy kill. Or or even a like, hey, I I just totally flubbed that charge. Uh-huh. I rolled friggin' three ones. This is going to go bad. Uh, smash smash the attack gun. the weapon. Yeah, yeah, like smash attack the other guy's weapon. All, All right. right, well, now at least I'll live through this. This will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they are a real good close combat, Legio. Because of their Legio-specific stratagem. Oh, Heedless not. charge for one point. Uh, contrary to the prescribed dictates of the Collegia Titanica, the use of close-quarters armaments, such as chain fists and Arioch power claws, was the norm amongst the titans of Legio Leniascara. A favored tactic of the Impalers was to unleash a spearhead of Reaver Titans, Stephen, mm. with short-range weapons upon enemy fortifications, battering down the walls and shattering all attempts to counterattack. 
This strategy may be purchased by any Legio Lenny Ascara player. Play this strategy at the start of any strategy phase. For the remainder of the phase, any friendly Legio Lenny Ascara Titan can be issued a charge order without the need to make a command check. Beautiful. Beautiful. Especially because, you know, Reavers are good at passing orders, but they're not, it's still not a guarantee. Yeah, if you've got five of them in that, you know, Corsair maniple of punchy Reavers, Mm -hmm. one of them's failing. Mm -hmm. How often has that happened? And it's always the first one. (laughs) It's always the first one. 90% of the time, it's the first one. Yeah. So it's just, nice that you'd be able to do that with all of them if you wanted and just run up the board and start punching stuff. And it's only one point. So even if it is just one Titan, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's only one point. Yeah, it's a good use of it. So like, you heedless charge and then you direct measures that Titan to get the boosted speed faux free mm-hmm. and uh, beat somebody to death with bullish. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. It's nice that all of Lanascara's stuff can stack on top of one another, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't often the case with these with these legion traits. Um, you know, you have some that work one way, some that work in a different situation. But this, these can all work individually or together. Yeah, this is all aimed at one thing, and it is beating someone to death <laughs> with your bare hands. Eat your heart out, Legio Vulpa. <laughs> uh, so they got one more thing going for them. The specific war here, Mordentized Ceramite. The most notable achievement of the Valia Maximal of Valia Maximal, which is the Forge world of the Impalers, was their specialized knowledge in the development of treated alloy plating that proved highly resistant to plasma burns and corrosive substances. Any Legio Leniascara Titan may be upgraded with Mordentized Ceramite for 10 points. Subtract one from the result of all armor rolls for an attack made by a weapon with the maximal fire trait against Titans with this upgrade. The negative modifier is applied even if the attacking unit does not use the maximal fire trait to increase their weapon strength. Ooh, boy. At first glance, that doesn't look like a whole lot. Uh, Firm disagree. Well, so when, you, when you're just reading it, right, and you see 10 points, uh, negative one from the result of all armor pen rolls made for an attack with the maximal trait against a Titan with this upgrade, your immediate thought is, well, maximal adds two, so it really isn't that big of a deal. But then you get to that second part, and it's the negative modifier is applied even if the attacking unit is not maximaling mm-hmm. the gun. And you realize that it forces whoever's using that gun to maximal fire to even hope to do damage. Yeah. And uh, how many times have you burned up your hounds with uh, Look, I, I don't maximal? Look, I don't want to put a number on it, all right? <laughs> it's, it's crass to put numbers on these things. Um, <clears throat> it's multiple times. The number is not zero. It's certainly not five. <laughs> Yeah, and for 10 points, not bad. Not yeah. bad at all. For 50 points, which is, let's face it, a rounding error mm-hmm. for Adeptus Titanicus, every one of your Titans has it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Do it all the time. Why not? Yeah. And especially with the uh, all the maximal guns that a Warmaster Titan can pack on. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Not that that's going to save you, because, oh, no, it's only going to be strength 12 if he's not firing it on maximal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whatever what do you mean I... it's got fusion? Oh. <laughs> Bad times were had by all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, no, totally, totally worth it. And this is a nice bit of war gear that, like, unless you're really, really being, like, a dickish Los Taylor type of guy, Mm -hmm. you're always going to bring it. 
Yeah, because you're always, almost everybody's got some kind yeah. of maximum Somebody, weapon. Yeah, like, I mean, in my Legio, Jesus, I mm-hmm. I run three hounds with plasma blast guns. Yeah, I've got <laughs> hounds with Inferno guns and plasma guns. I have the double Sun Fury Warlord. Mm-hmm. Or, like, experimental weaponry. Make a gun, maximal fire. <laughs> always fire. Congratulations. We're glad you spent points on that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think all in all, it's a nice Legio. And then the personal traits... For the Princeps Senioris, uh, the first one is cruel. The Princeps has no pity for weaklings. Unworthy foes are swiftly crushed underfoot with little thought given to honor or mercy. <laughs> when making attacks against units with a scale of five or lower, increase the strength of any hit <laughs> by two. We invite every specific nighthouse individually and collectively to <laughs> suck it. Which is great because so many times you'll charge into knights, you'll wade into them with power fist to swing in, and you just won't do anything. Mm. You might kill one knight, right? But adding two to the strength and then smashing, yeah, which means that reavers are hitting at least at strength 10. And and that's the critical number, right? For those Mm. of you that don't play against knights, or those of you that play against knights badly... The trick to beating knights is to have weapons of strength 10 or better mm-hmm. because then they get no saves and they just explode and they just explode. Like they're, that's it. it's a bad time. Yeah. Right. Like I, I run a night house. I know that's a bad time. Um, yeah. Be cruel. If you're fighting a night house, be cruel. And end of story, really. Uh, but they got a couple other ones, which aren't bad. Uh, they have Titan killer. The princeps has long studied the blows needed to slay a Titan, believing them the ultimate foe to face. The Warmaster's betrayal has given them a chance to put such knowledge to the test. They perhaps also like wearing red hats? I don't know. (laughs) Once per round, the Princeps may re-roll all armor rolls of a one for an attack against an enemy Titan. Damn, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. that's solid. It's once a round. You can find re-rolls to hit in abundance, but it's rare that you get to find re-rolls to the armor. And nothing, nothing on earth is more depressing than hitting, like, all right, great. I've stripped the shields off of that effing warhound. <laughs> Fire the Bellicosa. Direct One. hit. <laughs> Double ones. Yep. Just. Yep. Uh, and it's not. Uh, uh, it is all armor rolls. Uh-huh. It's not just a, It's not, not just, just one. And it's not just melee. It's all armor rolls once. Which makes that fist reaver or that fist volcano toting reaver look. So attractive. Or even that turn one warp missile, right? Just, <laughs> uh, Actually, like I'm not it. sure if that's an armor roll now that I think on it. So that did, ignore no. that. Jesse will edit this out later, right? No, he won't. No, he won't. <laughs> Jesse's done with editing my bullshit. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. a solid. That's a Lost solid. transmissions just go straight from our mouth to their ears. Right. <laughs> Usually. Uh, it is an enemy Titan, though. So this is one of those situations where... I, I don't even think I would call it list tailoring to take cruel against knights and Titan killer against not night houses because otherwise it just doesn't do you any good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this that would it's be once per round and not once per game. Yeah. Uh, once per game would not be a good upgrade, but no, this, but there's yeah. so many personal traits that are like, do this cool thing once. once per yeah. Game. <laughs> there, there are plenty of legios that have personal traits that you'll never take because the basic ones are just flat out better. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these guys are two for two right now. Will they make it three? Mm-hmm. Heedless rage is their third thing. In battle, the princeps is often consumed by rage and heedless of their own pain. 
Once per round, the Princeps may make an attack with a disabled weapon with the melee trait. Once the effect of the attack has been resolved, the Princeps Titan suffers a single strength hit to its body. Strength 10, yep. Strength 10. Yep. Well, that answers that question. They're two for three. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good. It is good because one of, one of the tricks, again, for my Nighthouse is if something has a close combat weapon... Get rid of it. Disable it. Poke it. Yeah. Poke it and it goes away. Um, so for this, like, they can get around that. But a strength 10 hit to the body, when, when you know that's going to be the part of you that's damaged, right? Like, that's what somebody's aiming for. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't matter if you kill the target. You're not as wrong as I'd like you to be. Yeah, if you kill the target and you still have voids up. I mean, grab the head. Twist like a doorknob. <laughs> I I think it is firmly not as good as Titan Killer Cruel, though. Certainly not. But like, if you're one of those people that it does is a madman and rolls for your personal trait instead of choosing, it's true. Or if you're one of those guys that plays somebody who I don't know has a night house and keeps fucking disabling all your weapons, <laughs> just get out, stomp, stop it. Yeah, and if you're doing, um, I know that, I don't know if it's the official AT rules, but I know there is, I think it's Adepticon's campaign rules. You have your Princeps Senioris who can take two traits, mm -hmm. and then a Princeps Majoris that can just take one. Yeah, so you, uh, for Adepticon, not that it actually happened. Uh, ugh. Now you've made me sad. Uh, but for Adepticon, you had a Princeps Majoris who had two traits, and then... You had two Princeps in yours, each of which had one, and none of them could have the same. Yeah. So, so like, if you wanted Heedless Rage, you want to stack up on somebody. Yeah, I it's would not take, bad. I would take Heedless Rage with Titan Killer. Mm. Honestly, if in in that situation, I think I would take my Princeps Majoris would just have Titan Killer and Cruel, mm -hmm. just so for can, maximum like style points. Yeah. A third one with heedless, like heedless rage on one of the senioris, and the other one like dominant strategist. Mm -hmm. I think uh, overall the impalers are definitely the best melee legio oh, so far. They're delightful. They're absolutely delightful, uh, and they're pretty too. Like, yeah, they look cool. Um, like, uh, if you haven't seen, it's uh, kind of a classic red, and then an aquamarine teal, yeah. something like that. Um, and then in that aquamarine, there's some patterning, like yeah, a darker like blue, a kind of, I don't, uh, kind it of almost like African, a chevron stripes. Yeah, like an African sort of chevron, some islander, yeah, kind of Pacific thing. Islands. Yeah, sort that's of thing. what I'm thinking. Pacific Islands. Yeah, yeah. actually, which yeah, makes you're sense because right. they're like a Hawaiian from, island sort of. They're yeah. apparently, you know, they run around under the ocean. Yeah, they live underwater <laughs> and, and fight, beat, the, beat the crap out of giant dudes. underwater things. Yeah. Which is apparently like becoming sort of common for Titan Legios. <laughs> They're like yeah. the third one recently that like that's their thing. Yeah. Ah, but look at that warlord. Swimming. The warlord looks so good. Yeah. So yeah. again, like the the Warhound and the Reaver are have a lot of that blue on them. And that warlord is just all that pretty red except mm -hmm. for the shoulder pads. Almost like a uh, crimson. Yeah. As less like red red, but Everybody's got a fist. Oh, yeah. Look at it. So many fists. <laughs> and they're like, so, yeah. Jesus. Blood Drenched is the name of the warlord. And like, I'm here for it. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's got the next one? I'll tell you the next one. Okay. We got the Legio Kulisetai. Yeah. Kulisetai. 
Calistatai. Yeah, sure. Calistatai. The gatekeepers. Much of the Legio's history is defined by the endless battles that racked the surface of Calibrax during the Age of Strife, as a matter of factions moved to achieve dominance over the Forge world. After the world was liberated by the Great Crusade, the gatekeepers brought their style of methodical destruction to dozens of worlds across the galaxy. In war, Legio Colossetai eh, were famed for their scorched earth tactics, its titans slowly advancing over the corpses of their foes, leaving nothing standing in their wake. Mm. So, this Legio, the gatekeepers, have a single Legion trait. One, two stratagems, and a war gear. Their legion trait is callous. Uh, legio Calisitae Titans never suffer penalties to their command checks and may ignore effects that force them to reroll successful command checks. That's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, it's not flashy or anything, but it's consistently useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah, like, and, and it's a, a middle finger to several legios, which you can't, you know, <laughs> Look at you, knock. Magna. Oh, no. It looked so good before everybody started getting this tr- sort of trait. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like the third legio with this trait. That just straight up ignores. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like, hey, hey, you know that cool thing? You can't do it. <laughs> no. I don't care. Uh, Legio-specific stratagem, Steadfast Bastion. Upon the field of battle, Legio Colossatai would advance slowly toward their foe's defenses, unleashing a torrent of firepower between each step. This stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Colossatai player. Play the strategy during any shooting phase. Add six inches to the short range, but not the long range, characteristic of all weapons without the melee trait, carried by a Legio Titan during the shooting phase, so long as it has not moved voluntarily or involuntarily already this round. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Because usually you want to be moving closer if you're firing short range. Like, if you're looking for short range bonuses. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this, because... It doesn't right. even really fit the lore there, because it's, it's a slow advance. But if you're not moving, you're not really advancing. Yeah. Well... My my problem with it is, okay, you play during any shooting phase, mm-hmm. add six to the short-range characteristics of all weapons without the melee trait carried by a Legio Calisitae Titan during the shooting phase, so long as it is not moved. Which, to me, implies all of them that haven't moved add six inches to their short range. Uh-huh. But what's that warlord with Apocalypse Missile Launchers doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Not getting that plus one to hit for being at long range anymore? I would... Yeah, like, that's what I would say. Uh, and or worse yet, you know, if you're some weapons have negatives <laughs> at short range. Yeah. Um mm. so I mean, you I, mean know, I don't you, think the long range you know bonuses would be lost. No, it would be you add 6 inches to the short range and if you're in that short range distance, you know, if you're Oh, I see. in that in that 6 inch band. Yeah. So like so an like, apocalypse missile launcher now has to be 36 inches away to get the plus 1. Gotcha. Yeah. I see what you're yeah. saying. That's what we're concerned about. And I mean, I guess you just sort of tailor your list around those sorts of problems because, like, it could be really nice for, like, Warhounds with Plasma. Mm-hmm. Or Melticans. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and it is only a point. I get, maybe, maybe I'm too yeah. down on this. It is only a point. Yeah, if, uh, if you have some insight listeners, let us know. Yeah. Leave what a you, comment. What do you think? Yeah. We love hearing from strangers. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Uh, Legio specific stratagem, methodical advance. This is two points. When Legio Colossi marches, little can hope to stop them, and all is crushed beneath their tread. This stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Colossi player. Play the stratagem in the strategy phase of the first round. Choose a scale. All friendly Legio Colossi titans with the same scale as the chosen scale may immediately make a move, although no titan may declare power to stabilizers or power to locomotors. After the effects of the stratagem have been resolved, the opposing player becomes the first player. Titans that move in this way may not be activated in the strategy phase of the first round. Huh. This is just March of the Dead, but worse. <laughs> is it worse? Yeah, because Legio Mortis March of the Dead is play at the start of the strategy phase. Everybody can make a move as if it was the movement phase. No declaring power to yeah. stuff. This is only Titans of a certain scale. Can you still it. activate those Mortis engines in the strategy phase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much is that stratagem? It, I think it's three. Because I'm, it might be two, but I'm I'm pretty certain it's three. I'm actually not opposed to this. And again, this is kind of the Warhound player in me. Uh huh. Because all right, what do I want to do with the Warhound first turn? Full, full stride, yeah, sure, right. But now I don't have to. Because you've got an extra eight inches of movement. But I still want to be able to turn and all of that other shit, right? Mm-hmm. So any orders that I was going to give it, apart from full stride, aren't really something I wanted to do anyway. So I play methodical advance. My hounds get that free move. Mm-hmm. I go second, which in the first round is kind of preferable. Yeah, because right? nobody's in range. You're sussing everything out. Yeah. Um and then, all of a sudden, my Warhounds are already at a very threatening distance and get to shoot. Yeah. It is a good way to jump up on somebody. I just, I, the specification of scale seems like a needless I caveat. Honestly, mm. I think it's specifically to cover you, right? Because if it was everybody and you declared it, then everybody makes a, may immediately make a move. Mm-hmm. And if you make it like, and then you don't get orders, right? Titans that move in this way may not be activated in the strategy rounds, but they don't have to move. Mm. Which is why I say it's just out. It's like March of the Dead, but worse. I'm I'm still for it. Like I'm not hugely for it, but I I still think again, kind of like friggin' steadfast bastion, right? Mm-hmm. With the right loadout, right. it's it's a very usable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Those two stratagems together don't really work very well in my mind. But <laughs> no, yeah, you right? can't even you can't even stack them on one another because yeah. you can't move. So let's get to war gear. Maybe there's a saving grace here. Uh, accelerated auto loaders. Legio Colossi believe they were created to eradicate their foes, so the Omnisci could rebuild upon their ashes. That's cool. To this end, they made frequent use of modified launchers that could unleash a tempest of missiles upon a chosen target. So you're firing missiles at people. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missiles are always good. Yeah. Uh, any Legio Calicitae Titan armed with either Apocalypse missile launchers or an Apocalypse missile launcher may be equipped with accelerated autoloaders for 20 points, so long as that Titan does not already have an upgrade affecting that weapon. Uh, each weapon a Titan is armed with must be upgraded separately. After resolving an attack made by a weapon with this upgrade, the Titan may immediately make a second attack with this weapon against the same target, applying a minus one modifier to all hits for that attack. After resolving the second attack, 
the weapon is disabled, and the upgrade has no further effect for the remainder of the battle, even if the weapon is subsequently repaired. Huh. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I like that I one like a lot. That. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's nothing more annoying than firing your warlord at something, firing those missiles, knowing you got those two bellicosas ready for it. And not breaking the shields. And, oh, you got one shield left? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I especially like the its ability. So, because it's, it's treated as a separate shooting attack. So, mm -hmm. like in your case, with the secondary shield generators, if you unload rockets on a hound, you break its shields. And now I'm going to fire bellicosas. Either you would, in most circumstances, you just pop your shields back up to avoid taking a bellicosa to the everywhere. I would. Right? I would indeed. This kind of forces you <laughs> to, well, great. Now I got to suffer through more missile hits. Well, it is immediately make a second attack with this weapon. So I can't, so it's not fire the missiles, fire the bellicosa, fire the missiles. It's fire the missiles, fire the missiles again. Right. But yeah, no, it's nasty. Yeah. I like it. Like That's 20, 20, 20 shots with a paired rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 10 with a... And even a lot, like, or just like to, to screw another warlord, right? Uh -huh. First turn, fire. 10 shots. I hit on twos. Fire again. Oh, no, I hit on threes. Take 17 saves either way? Like, yeah. who cares? Uh, and just like, all right, now you gotta, you're gonna push, you're gonna push your voids to get, you're gonna push your reactor to get that reroll ones again? Like, well, uh, I think it's probably best used as a mid to late game trick because like turn one if you lose your shields turn one or if you push your reactor a little bit turn one depending on your engine of course um it's relatively easier to fix those problems turn one turn two than it is in turn four when your reactor's on fire <laughs> but conversely this does disable the weapon so like like you said like easy to bring back a disabled weapon turn one in the damage control phase Turn four, you might have other problems. Yeah, but how many times have you gotten an engine kill at the last minute with a rocket launcher compared to a Gatling blaster, a volcano cannon, a melted gun, lasers? A lot. Not to say that it hasn't happened. A lot. No. But it is a great coup de grace weapon. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But, you know, if you have to give up a weapon late game, are you going to give up? Would you rather lose your missiles or would you rather be able to fire with a volcano cannon? I mean, that's a fair point. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, we like it. Yeah, official. Official. Yeah. We approve. That's the official right. Remembrancer's Retreat opinion. <laughs> For all it's worth. Dissenting opinion written by. Uh... <laughs> all right, personal traits. Uh, we have Technical Genius. The Princeps is a natural leader, able to quickly react to their foes and adapt a battle plan to counter any change in fortunes. Creed. While the Princeps is on the battlefield, the player may reroll the dice when determining who will be the first player. If they do so, the Princeps Titan cannot be activated in the following strategy phase. Are you looking Wait, at Wait, what are you doing? Yeah, I think I'm, you're looking at a different... Whoops. That's not the oh, right thing at all. Oh. Whoops. Quit lying Wrong to the one. people, Jesse. Spoiler! I, <laughs> I drifted over. Okay. I'm sorry. It is Ancient of Death. I was like, that sounds great, but also not what I read at all. <laughs> the Princeps was once part of Legio Mortis before being integrated into the Gatekeepers, and they were centuries old even before the start of the Horus Heresy. Ooh. When the Princeps Titan must roll on the reactor overload table, only ever roll a D6, even if the reactor status marker is in a red hole. <laughs> That's so good. You don't nuke yourself on act. I mean, it's still a bad time for the lighter engines, but I'm no one in 10 chance of blowing yourself to hell. That is, if I'm not mistaken, 
word for word reprint of Ancient of Death for Legio Mortis, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, yes. they, it's Let's right on the tin. They said, hey. Yeah. <laughs> he was part of Legio Mortis. What do you want? I, I, it's not only you, is it a want? cool trait, or not only is it a useful trait, um, but it it implies some interesting things as far as the lore for Titans go, right? Like, this guy wasn't even part of Legio Coolis... Cool, Kulatai. The gatekeepers. Kulisatai. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even a part of them until recently. This dude was a mortis princeps. Yeah. Well, no, no. So the fluff of this book is wild. Uh-huh. I haven't, re- I haven't gotten to read any of it yet. Like, Kulisatai, like, was, had all sorts of fucking problems and was small. So they got some, like, mortis guys, came over and helped him out. Um, Frickin' Domitium just never had any, anything, any amount of titans at all, really. So they only were getting titans from like other legios being nice to them essentially mm-hmm. like there there's some <laughs> wild fluff and it's all just sort of this network of forge world like alliances and grievances that just explodes into crashable of retribution yeah, there's just the the fuckery <laughs> crazy so much of it it's yeah. delightful i like it all right uh, number 2 infamous warlord the princeps is known for being a merciless warrior with a history of atrocity that strikes fear into the heart of all but the most sternest warriors. Enemy units within eight inches of the Princeps Titan subtract one from any command check they make. Which is delightful unless you're Callus and don't care. Yeah, unless you're Callus <laughs> or unless you're Legio Alcidax or Legio uh, the other one that does Or fighting another Legio Kalesitai. Yeah, mm-hmm. or fighting more <laughs> Kalesitai. And uh, finally, three corrupted. The canker has taken root within the Princeps, warping their flesh and incurring them inuring them to pain. The Princeps Titan ignores the MIU feedback and Princeps wounded damage effects. That's another Mortis borrow. <laughs> Which isn't bad, right? Yeah. Like You don't normally aim for the head just because it tends to be the most well-armored place. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some tertiary objectives that are like, yeah, decapitate Pull somebody. Pull the head off. Yeah, rip the head off. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a bad one. I don't know, apart from Ancient of Death, I don't think either of these two really replace the standard ones. Yeah. They're not terrible. Yeah. It's it's interesting that Ancient of Death and Corrupted are both borrowed from Mortis because now that I'm looking at it, look, when you put out 16 legios a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, cuz Kulesitai Kul- Kul- looks a lot like Mortis. Like accelerated autoloaders are kind of like War Master's Beneficence. Mm-hmm. March of the Dead is a, a better version of well, a more expensive version of Methodical of Advance. Methodical Advance. Kind of neat. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have a kind of striking paint job with the, the red the, left side, the white right. I, I just love a halved or quartered scheme. Uh-huh. With a black head. A black head. Yeah. 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 All right. Those so uh, the third one, we're, we're already running nearly an hour oh, here. Jesus. Oh, we got two more legions Steven, to go. go so. for it. All righty. Legio Tritonis. I was looking for its little fluff, but I'll find it later. Uh, so Legio Tritonis is actually a black shield. Legio. It's the first official one, uh, not traitor or loyal. Um, Their Legion trait is Tide of Iron. Ectomia, the first moon of Arachnus, had long ago altered its production capacity in favor of Warlord Titans, which were better suited to fight the Mega Arachnids that once plagued (laughs) Arachnus. Yeah, giant fucking spiders. Any Legio Tritonis maniple may select a Warlord Titan in place of any Reaver Titan as part of its mandatory components. Corsair! Nice. Corsair, which is what 
Kratos should have had, <laughs> but alas. But let's let's pause not. for a moment and go back to the mega arachnids that are apparently so fucking egregious you need warlord titans to deal with yeah and i don't know if which is crazy to me because i don't know if you've ever seen a spider but they're not slow no they skitter about (laughs) which warlords typically kind of are yeah but i guess it doesn't matter if you're slow and your other guy's got eight legs when you just Put a volcano yeah. cannon yeah. straight From through his six dumb, miles ugly away. Face. We've watched Godzilla. Laser at yeah, him. we know how this works. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we know how monsters fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let them fight. Yeah, let them fight. So I like. I if I didn't already have three legios, I would have started Tritonus. <laughs> uh, you're probably going to start him anyway. It's because a black shield. I love warlords. Yes, you do. Like they're, as I love warhounds, so you love warlords. They're, they're so cool. They're not as good on the table as warhounds, but what you going to do? Such as life. Legio trait, revel in slaughter. The Horus heresy was seen as a way to enact vengeance against the Imperium who had shackled their world to a distant overlord. Add one to the result of all command checks made by a friendly Legio Tritonis Titan uh, for each enemy Titan previously destroyed during this battle to a maximum of three. Now, I really like this because... Most Legion traits that are a add one for any, for dead enemy titans are a this round or this turn mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, um, you know, warlords can really start stacking up kills pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Especially against my poor warhound heavy, uh, like, right? Yeah, like. against smaller stuff. Um, up to a maximum of three. And not that warlords need a lot of help with passing orders because they already have a three. Um, but if you are running, you know, smaller Titans for mm-hmm. some weird reason, uh, which aren't as good at passing, then by the time the late game rolls around and, you know, you need to pass those orders, you got them. Yeah, that's what makes this really good, in my opinion. It, like, like you said, like, does a warlord really need the help? Yeah, because I've rolled a lot of fucking twos. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, like when you've got that Warhound and it's turn five, and everybody's beat to crap, and you need that first fire because it's either going to be you or him. Mm-hmm. And you fail the, and you, you fail the check. And you fail it. But in this, oh, yeah, it's a two-up because I've killed a couple enemy titans. Mm-hmm. Firm-like, it's delightful. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yep, yep. Uh, Legio-specific stratagem, Stygian Veil. This is a two-point stratagem. A vanguard of Arachnus tech cadres would accompany Legio Tritonis to battle, deploying esoteric devices that could temporarily shroud a portion in the battlefield in impenetrable darkness. Their stratagem may be purchased by any Legio Tritonis player. Play this stratagem during any strategy phase. The Tritonis player may immediately place three markers anywhere on the battlefield, so long as each marker is at least 10 inches from any previously deployed marker. Any section of the battlefield within three inches of the center of the marker blocks line of sight, and any non-Legio Tritonis player within six inches of the center of one or more markers suffers a negative two penalty to their command checks. All markers are removed at the start of the end phase. Oof. Two points, real good, fully, like, just damn. Yeah, it doesn't say how big each marker is, uh, but I guess it only it's measured it from the from center. center it really yeah, matter, it, it yeah. counts from the center. Yeah, so, so use quarters for all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or huh. just get a three-inch temp, like, or a yeah. six-inch template, I guess, since it's three inches from any yeah. direction. Whatever that mass out to, I'm not an engineer. <laughs> um and, and the best thing about it is, 
it blocks line of sight to any non-Legio Tritonus player mm -hmm. within six inches. Yep. Not blocks line of sight. Yeah, so, so Tritonus can still fire through it, but you can't fire yeah, it out. Yep. So you can smoke yourself and still shoot out, which is delightful. Mm. If only you could buy it several times. Mm -hmm. But still, for a 2.3 things, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Legio-specific war gear, radia radiative warheads. Thought that was radioactive for a second. <laughs> Uncaring of the damage done to the planets they conquered. Oh, okay. Legio Tritonus. Because all the other Legios are so concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legio Infernus is real concerned about the environment after they're gone. Yeah, right. Uh, Legio Tritonus quickly implemented the use of warheads that contained a... Uh, radiation-heavy payload that placed great strain upon void shields. Any Legio Tritonus Titan armed with either Apocalypse Missile Launchers or an Apocalypse Missile Launcher may be equipped with radiative, radiative warheads for 25 points. God, it's the Psycho, it's the Psy Arcana episode all over again. <laughs> uh, for 25 points, so long as that Titan does not already have an upgrade affecting that weapon. Each weapon a Titan is armed with must be upgraded separately. So I guess when you that's do War for, Masters... That's for the armpit guns. Yeah. yeah. Got to do Man, it separately. 50 points to put it on a War Master. Uh, but it's, it's real good, Steve. Hope yeah. it's good. Each weapon... Uh, let's see. When making an attack with a weapon with this upgrade against a target with active void shields, each roll of a six counts as two <laughs> hits, so it's rapid. So it's real good. <laughs> it just, just, it just gives a rapid one. Apocalypse yeah. launchers. Yeah. Have, oh. have rapid apocalypse launchers. I have rapid apocalypse launchers. And, and how good are they, they're Steven? They're so good. So good. <laughs> Oh, ah. boy. For 25 points, too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Every time. Fully. Every time it. you bring it. Yeah. Yep. That's real good. I like it a lot. Um, Legio Tritonus has three traits like everybody else. The first one is Tactical Genius, which Jesse uh, read a moment ago. But the Princeps is a natural leader able to quickly react to the foes <laughs> and adapt a battle plan to conquer any change in fortunes. While the princess is on the battlefield, princeps is on the battlefield, yeah, the player... This isn't running a war master. <laughs> the player may re-roll the dice when determining who will be the first player. If they do so, the princeps titan cannot be activated in the following strategy phase. Oh, wow. I effing love it. it yeah, because it's like dominant strategist, but better because it doesn't uh, run out. Not quite better because it is just a re-roll. Uh -huh. So if the other guy rolls a 10, you're still screwed. Yeah. Right? But you can choose not to use it. But you can but, choose not to use it, and you can keep using it. Yeah, yeah, and that's you can true. keep using it. And yeah. honestly, like, I mean, we we love orders. Orders are a big part of this game. You're going to do them a lot. You, there are times where you don't want to. Yeah, there's plenty of times where you don't. Plenty want to. Plenty of times. Like, I I would say half the game, your princeps and yours probably doesn't want to go on orders anyway. Yeah. He's got Princeps Senioris things to do. Yeah. And now this, just get that reroll. He's got yeah, the right. paperwork to do. And, yeah, he's yeah. just sitting in that amniotic tank, just rapidly filling out W-2s. <laughs> right? Just approving leave slips. He's got a lot of things on his plate. Yeah. You, those servitors count as dependents. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so this this one I really like. This, yeah. uh, this is a solid one. It's a good one. Especially given that if you're running Tritonus, you're probably running heavy warlords, so you're not as maneuverable and you don't have as many activations mm -hmm. as your opponent. So, you know, there's a lot of times where you're going to need to go first because you're going to get outmaneuvered pretty quick. Yep. Uh, the second one is Lust for Vengeance. The Princeps views damage to their Titan as the greatest insult a foe can give and will strive to ensure the perpetrator is torn apart in return. Boy, these guys must be real mad during the heresy. Just 
So mad. Hella mad. <laughs> Once per game, when the Princeps Titan suffers critical damage, the Titan may respond in kind. After resolving all the effects of the attack that caused the critical damage, the Princeps Titan may immediately make a single attack with any of its non-disabled weapons against the unit that caused the critical damage. If this attack... <sighs> If this attack destroys the enemy unit, the opponent's activation ends. <laughs> Crap. It is once per game. You have to have taken critical hits to do it. But how hilarious is that? Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. we're done here. Get, get, get out. Get, get out. clipped by a volcano cannon over the Vox. My turn. <laughs> Bellicosa. And everyone's just so stunned. Yeah, just... Yeah. Ah, yeah. All about right. In this man's whole career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this is such a. Uh, yeah. Read the third one. The third one's even better. Leader of Arachnus. The princeps is highly respected on their homeworld and has an army of retainers, tech priests, and strategists who will gladly follow them into battle. The presence of this princeps within the battle group allows it to purchase the Legio-specific stratagem Stygian Veil multiple times. Though the stratagem can be purchased multiple times, it can only be used once per phase. So what were you saying, Stephen, about wishing you could take it more than once? Ooh, Ooh girl! <laughs> <laughs> I'm about it. Man, Tritonus is cool. You were... Okay. I said it. You were right. Yeah. I'm probably just going to okay. buy a whole bunch of... Tri I know Warlords. what your Warmaster is going to be painted like now. It's going to be Tritonus. <laughs> Uh, which is ridiculous, because they're brand new. They literally just made themselves up for the Horus Heresy. I don't care! <laughs> and it is a nice, uh, it looks like a light, a light, like a metal, metallics, like two yeah, metallics, like a light like metal a, and a dark metal. It looks like Volturum's scheme, but instead of that, like, real rusty blood color, mm -hmm. it's, um, looks like Corax Gray. <coughs> you could achieve that with Corax Gray over Lead Belcher. That, that's kind of what I was thinking, is, like, the one is, is Lead Belcher with, like, a little bringing it up, like, making it a little brighter, and then the other one is, uh... And, and the like best a tan, thing, like a, the like best a thing is, color. it's modeled, right? So you could go in and just with like the contrast it. paint and mm -hmm. just stipple the whole thing. gray right yeah. over it. Bam, Do the whole done. thing with sponges. Yeah, done, done. Tritonus, super uh, good, super pretty. Chainbreaker is the name of that warlord. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> However, what is, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise, the prettiest legio of uh, this book is the gatekeepers. We are, we've already been over this. No. Legio Domitium. The Unbroken Lords are the prettiest Legio in this book. They've got that lovely purple. They've got some like nice creamy white shoulder pads and helmets. Mm. They got a check pattern. Yeah, they do have some check. Yeah. They've got a what yellow looks banner. like a March of Mark of Slanesh Eldar thing going on. Um They got a cool yellow banner, kind of like. They got a yellow banner. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. If I was to do a second Legio, it would be these guys. Can I tell you what? Uh so Steve and Dave and I uh, as the designated uh, pandemic gaming partners uh, have been playing some legendary battles and I played uh, the censure of Erdesh. What's the special mission called? Last stand at Erdesh or something like that. Uh, it's the one that's yeah, about the censure the, of Erdesh. The censure of Erdesh, last stand. And it was essentially like just go down as hard as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and... For theme, I played Legio Democeum, uh, which is, and it was a ton of fun. So their whole thing is they hail from Erdesh. They are a super small legion. They can't replenish their own numbers. They've got to get like Titans from Mars or other Forge worlds. And that makes them kind of jealous. And so by kind the, of, I mean horrifically. They're the Titan equivalent <laughs> of the guy outside asking if, you know, you can spare a few bucks for 
gas or the bus. This is the guy that can barely get his like shitty like <laughs> 1993 Honda <laughs> to drive. Yeah, like, and is asking other people for like, hey, can I can I get the battery out of your <laughs> out of your car to like can you can you jump me? Yeah, that's these guys. However, why you got to do my 2005 like that? Yeah, how's that, how's that 2019 <laughs> treating you? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they got the good stuff, too. So they're, they've got two Legio traits, a stratagem and war gear, in accordance with the custom. Uh, their first Legio trait is trifling pain. Legio Democeum princeps are trained to endure pain that would drive others to the edge of insanity, a trait that proves useful in the thick of battle. When activated in the movement phase, a Legio Democeum Titan may choose to ignore a single critical damage effect. Uh, this lasts until the end of the combat phase. In addition, Legio Democeum Titans can repair critical damage effects on a four up instead of a five. Words cannot express how good mm, that is. That is really, mm. really good. Just damn. Like, ignoring the critical damage effect is really nice uh, in certain instances, right? Like, Mm-hmm. Reactor leak. Well, I mean, really, the movement stuff. Not, take, is, not taking a reactor leak is really, really the movement stuff is the big thing because it does go away at the end of the combat phase. So, like end phase stuff, it still really messes with. Mm-hmm. But even like, oh, hey, I'm going to ignore that my I have a VSG burnout right now, so I can like hopefully respark voids because I really have to need it. I just and just repair critical effects on a four up is good. Like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the only reason that you stayed alive as long as you did. It real is. It really is. Um, but then there's another fun one, envious. Mm. Those of Legio Democeum are aware that the continued existence of their Legio is reliant on the generosity of others, leading many amongst their number to nurture bitterness towards more prominent Titan legions. Add one to the result of all command checks made by Legio Democeum Titans so long as at least one enemy titan of an equal or larger scale than their own is visible to them. Wow. Yeah. Just solid. <laughs> yeah. Like when he I, was, I was bringing light engines. And, yeah, he ran all hounds, I think. Uh, oh, no, hound, you did I a, had like a reaver or maybe a warlord. No, I had, I had my warlord with me. Yeah, that's true. But you brought multiple warlords, so I just always had plus one to the command checks. Yeah, I was like, hey, look at that thing. I hate it. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> effing guy. Um... It was really good. Uh, and then there's the Legio-specific stratagem, enduring be- Endurance Beyond Limit. It's three points, a little pricey. Uh, but even in times of great strife and pain, the princeps of Erdesh do not waver, refusing to bow before certain death. Uh, this stratagem may be purchased by any Legio Democeum player. Play the stratagem at the start of the combat phase before any units are activated. The Legio Democeum player may immediately make a repair roll for each Titan rolling a number of D6 equal to half of its Servitor Clade's characteristics, rounding up. Uh, this is certainly one that's aimed at Reavers, right? Because you round up to two instead of the half. Mm-hmm. But again, like, the amount of time... Like, when we played that game, when I used it, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone got shields back that didn't have shields. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it was Just real, like, yeah. real oh, great. <laughs> um, it, it was super good. It was super good. Um... So, like, three points, is it, like, an auto-include? No, no, I don't think so, but it is really, really good. Uh, And then the war gear, secondary plating, uh, though still valuing the majesty of their engines, those of Legio Democeum were not averse to brutalizing their form to increase their efficiency in war. All right, look, I'm going to take half of that warhound and just (coughs) 
duct tape it to the side of my warlord and it'll be fine. <laughs> Extra shields. <laughs> uh, any Legio Demoseum Titan may take secondary plating for 10 points. The first critical hit a Titan with this upgrade receives is downgraded to a devastating hit instead. As soon as this happens, the benefit of the piece of war gear are lost for the remainder of the battle. Man, that was Pops such off. Pain in the ass. Yeah. This is a very, very durable Legio. Yeah. Man, Mordaxus has nothing. Man, on I am Demasium. I am a firm believer in Turpets. The first job of a Titan is to not blow up. Yeah. And it takes a long time to replace them. Yeah. And so like this this whole set is just to troll Dave. <laughs> <laughs> like just don't die. Yeah. We were nailing hounds with bellicosas. We were just hosing them down with inferno <laughs> guns. And I was like, cool, here's a bunch of crits. Eh. That's a devastating. Sounds like one crit to me. That's a devastating. Nope, that one's a devastating too. By the Mm -hmm. way, I'm going to kill you now. (laughs) Well, all right, I guess. Guess I'll die. (laughs) I guess I'll die then. Uh, And I did. You did. It was great. (laughs) Um, So personal traits. First one is beyond death. The princeps accepts that death is inevitable and will fight to the bitter end, seizing a small measure of victory in their death. When this princeps suffers catastrophic damage, make a command check for the titan before rolling on the catastrophic damage table. If the check is successful, do not roll on the table. Instead, the titan moves d6 in a direction of the controlling player's choice, stopping before it collides with an enemy unit. The titan then immediately (laughs) suffers a magazine detonation. (laughs) Because, fuck you, buddy. Yep, that one hurt. (laughs) We (laughs) We shot the warlord in the back and killed it, and it, like, stumbled over a little bit, stood next to one of my hounds, and immediately went up. <laughs> like, all right, well, we're doing this then. <laughs> killed that hound. There we go. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it's fun. Uh, the next one is Bitter Soul. The princep marches on, not out of a sense of duty, but out of a spiteful need to deny their foe any measure of glory. The princep's titan does not have their speed when they suffer a hit from a quake weapon, that is not deflected by shields, nor do they pivot when they suffer a hit from a concussive weapon that is not deflected by their shields. Whew. It's nice. Is it game-breaking? No, because most people only bring a couple of weapons with, mm-hmm. quake, with quake or concussion. Yeah. Um, but it is real annoying when it does hit you. And and that rule that ha- that weapon has has no use. Yeah, because <laughs> that's, that's right. A lot of quake weapons are taken. Like you're, you're taking that lesser strength. To slow something down. To slow something down. Yeah. So just like, all right, well, looks like you should have spent more money and brought a Bellicosa. Yeah, I've punched <laughs> something with a Reaver before and knocked it out of arc so that it couldn't hurt me back. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, I sure would be upset if that happened. <laughs> no this longer. bitter soul was just like, ha, hit me again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Holy uh, crap. And then time. there is Limitless, which is the other one I took because I was running two maniples in our game. Uh, the Princeps is ruthless, believing nothing should stand in the way of victory, pushing themselves and their Titan beyond all reasonable limits. Once per game during the combat phase, the Princeps Titan may make a weapon attack with any and all of its disabled weapons as if they were not disabled. This. <laughs> Steven is now gesticulating with both hands towards the heavens um, because, oh, like I was boy. saying, for the past couple of games before this, I've been bringing a nighthouse uh, and disabling weapons have become my sort of raison d'etre, right? I just disable everybody's weapons. You can't fight back if you can't fight back, right? Right. Um, so, Stephen, no, you're not even going to tell this story. Well, so I was, I was, when we played, I ran the Ignis Maniple. It was my first time bringing a significant <laughs> number of knights, 
and <laughs> got off like a turn one charge against his reaver. It was beautiful. And the beauty. Ignis Maniple adds plus one uh, to the dice value of all flamethrower weapons. Mm-hmm. And you get to re-roll armor rolls of one. So I ran a whole bunch of Serastus Acheron up to this reaver. Yeah, full banner of four. Uh-huh. Punched it a couple times, but then uh, dropped the Flamestorm template. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did the Flamestorm template first because my idea was, well, I'll just follow up to whatever gets hurt with the chain fist yep. and, and kill it's it. A, a wise move. And I think I hit it like 12 times. 16. 16 times. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, let's see what happens. Rolled the dice. So many fives and sixes. It, it was doom. It was a devastating <laughs> like, volley. We, we looked at it and we were like, oh. That's a dead engine. She's just dead then. <laughs> yeah. And then we realized that I hadn't rolled the location die yet. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, well, you know, anything but the weapon. That was my mistake. The weapon. The rolled weapon. the weapon. Not only the weapon, but it's against my reaver. And as, as we were saying earlier, the one thing you want to do if you're going to, like, strike 10 or better. And my Reavers have a Missile Launcher, a Gatling Blaster, and a Melta. That's my standard. And he disabled her Melta. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So well. he he was taking it as like the consolation prize. Right. Like, all right, well, at least I'm not going to get massacred back because all of my knights are in freaking base-to-base contact with each other <laughs> at two inches away. Yeah. But at least I'll live through. I'll get him in the like, I'll, I'll get just him in get the him next round. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was not fine. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to do Limitless. So he was like, what? I'm like, well, let me read this to make sure I'm doing it right. Because again, first time I've ever done this. And we're like, Dave's sort of like, oh, he's doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave's just sitting there with this like, just this look on his face of like. Like where you know that someone is dead and they just haven't fallen down yet. Uh <laughs> Man. Nuked. One shot. All of them. Yeah, gone. one shot took out the whole banner. Thanks oh. for playing, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got him back later. It was your, fine. Your banner is bad, and you should feel bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The, the both banners got one-shotted. <laughs> no, no, no. One of them had a lone survivor. The second one had a lone survivor. <laughs> okay. One got one-shotted, one got two-shotted. It's true. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, and I like I said, like I love the paint scheme. I love the rules. I... That's a really good Legio. Yeah, it's That's sexy. a real solid Legio. It's sexy and yeah. I'm about it. Real strong. And I think we're going to call it for tonight. All right. Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. We'll hit up uh, knights and missions and war gear and other extraneous stuff. In yeah, the there's a pile, pile of probably two other episodes because we keep underestimating how long it takes <laughs> to get through these books. We love um, Titanicus too much. It's great. It's a Play lot of fun. Um First and foremost, want to thank our patrons. Well, last, because it's the end of the episode. First and foremost of our closing segment, <laughs> I'd like to thank our patrons, starting with our Praetors, Alex Selth, Chris Mack, Joe from Music City Heresy, Gardner.Tree of Woe, Mr. Baldwick, Matthew Boyce, Jacob Dillon, Nicholas Quenga, Luke Grizzuto, and Sar Luther. On to our Legio Centurions, well, Legion Centurions, excuse me. John Christensen, Angry Boy, The Original Applesauce, Andrew N., Scott LeMay, M. Tanzer, and Queen Cor Swain. And finally, if I could pull up the sergeants, Emily O'Hare, Duncan, Garrett Lowe, Aaron Maynard, Nicholas Gillen, What Do I Call Myself, The Zoy, and Mr. Seer. Again, thank you all so much for your uh, support for this podcast. We hope that you enjoy uh, every episode we churn out. And sorry if you don't like some of the episodes we churn out. <laughs> 
but we do our best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I apologize for nothing. Yeah, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Jesse can be sorry because yeah, he's the face. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, if you it's enjoyed, just compassionate. Yeah, mm-hmm. If you enjoyed this uh, episode, uh, be sure to uh, leave a comment, leave a like, leave a send review. us some money. Just put a five dollar <laughs> bill in a in an envelope and leave send it in the mail. Yeah, just address it to Remembrances Retreat. No further questions. The, yeah, U- the uh, U.S. Postal Service will know. They'll know. They'll, <laughs> they'll know. know. They, they'll know. They know. You come to the counter, they look at us like, oh, okay. That knowing guys. nod. Right. Yep. Yeah. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or give us a like on Facebook, Instagram. You can find us at RR30K Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Remembrancers underscore retreat on Instagram. You can visit our website, RR30K.com. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can join our Discord server if you want to interact with other listeners of the show. And uh, yeah. That's all I have. Uh, drink Ovaltine. Drink Ovaltine. Jesus. I haven't had Ovaltine in forever. I've uh, never had Ovaltine. What, what are you doing? <laughs> you poor child. I'm just... How much did they pay you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to take this. I'm sold. Oh, and if you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. Did not mention that earlier. Because the only people we sell out to is you. It's true. Well, Mainly because nobody else gives us money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. Have a good night. Keep those dice rolling. Bye for now. Peace out, nerds. Bye. Bye.